Stewardship Drive kickoff Sunday. And our work is to get all of this done in one week. All of it done, but done in a slightly different way than we have done it over the last few years. Um, This is an opportunity for each and every one of us to sit down with um, someone in the church and talk about what the church means to us and our dreams for the church and even those things that sometimes we see that disappoint us and to send that back into the congregation. I know uh, because I went over the list that we have several people who are new to the congregation since last winter when we did this. Uh, so uh, that's great. I, was, I enjoyed reading those names, thinking about those new people, and of course thinking about those of us who have been members of this church since before this building was built. If you are new to Unitarian Universalism, you may wonder why we talk about money so much. You may come from a religious tradition in which we didn't talk so much about money. Maybe you were a Methodist and money went out and money came back in. It was just an amazing thing. It flowed in, it flowed out. Ministers appeared and disappeared. And, uh, or perhaps you are, come from a Roman Catholic tradition in which really we didn't talk about money kind of not hardly at all. But we had those lovely monks, you know, living it up in, uh, in cloisters. We had people dedicated to a life of poverty. And we had the great church of Rome with all of its opulence. Well, we inherited something entirely different from our ancestors. On our Unitarian side, our ancestors, you know, were Puritans. Puritans. They came over to what is now Massachusetts, to Plymouth, on a ship, on a ship that a rich man paid for. Most of them could not afford it. But one rich man paid for that big ship, and they all got on it, and bravely, 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 they went to the New World. They went there specifically to start this church which we have inherited. They did not want to be part of the Church of Rome or the Church of England They said this radical thing in 1648, one of the most radical religious statements that has ever been made, there is no larger institution than the individual congregation. There is no larger institution than the individual congregation. And so we became from them self-governing and self-supporting. And everything that we have, everything that you see, everything from which we benefit, our wonderful staff, the cookies, the coffee, the orders of service, and the pretty flowers. They all come from our, just our, combined bounty when we put it all together. And so this is a great time to not only think about the church and to welcome your steward who will be contacting you to have that conversation so that they can bring us back your feedback and your monetary commitment for next year. We are proud to be 
of this heritage. We are proud to be self-supporting, self-governing congregations. And yet we have inherited from our ancestors, along with the mortgage on this building, this great responsibility, this great responsibility. Uh, But we have always met it, and we will exceed it. We have inherited quite a legacy here. Not only uh, this building, but this faith, and of course the people in this congregation. Two people, one a cultural and religious Jew and one a cultural religious Christian, wanted to get married roughly 50 years ago. And they couldn't do it in Shreveport, Louisiana. No one would marry them. And they traveled, New York I think, and they discovered that the Unitarians would marry them. And they got married and they came home and they said, um, we should start one. We should start a Unitarian Universalist church. And so with a sense of stewardship for people they had not met yet, they began the group which would lead to being the Unitarian Universalist Church of Shreveport. After meeting in people's homes and in various public buildings, they eventually scraped together the money to build the church on Shreveport Barksdale Highway. Cindy's. I was going to leave that part out. It's where we met. Yes, it's where Susan and I met. Not at Cindy's, at the at church. At the church. That's... <laughs> and so that's where many of us found this church. I see many people who I met there. And we all loved this church. And I remember my first Sunday there, it was packed. That little A-frame was just jam-packed. And there was a little double row of, I don't know, maybe eight, ten chairs off to the left of the pulpit. And they said, there's nowhere left to sit except with the choir. But if you sit there, you have to sing. <laughs> and so I sat there. Uh-huh. And I sat there, and I listened, and I heard affirmations of the journey that I myself had been through. And so I benefited from the stewardship of those who had come before and who had built that building. And then while we, we, went, we were involved in a great discussion, add on to that building where we were, sort of locked with a small parking space or move. And it was a great discussion. But once again, with a sense of stewardship for the future, we acquired this land, we built this building, Members of the congregation worked hard on the plans for it, worked hard in the actual building of it. And so here we are. We find ourselves here today thanks to their sense of stewardship and a commitment towards the future of this church. And so we've benefited greatly from the gifts that they gave to us from the past. And I'd like you to take just a moment now to turn to someone near you And share with that person what you thought of earlier. What's the best gift you ever received? Go ahead. Talk it up. Discuss. (laughs) Go talk to Josh. So was it a good one? (laughs) (laughs) 
always the problem when you encourage you use to talk, I swear. I know. Okay, so now I want us to turn our thoughts to the legacy that we're going to leave. We're in a building. Various parts of it need repair. <laughs> and we're in our annual, it says budget drive here, but as I said, we're, this is a stewardship drive. That's what it's actually all about. Your stewardship of not only this congregation, which is all these people around you, you just shared with, by the way. It's not this. It's this, the people out there. That's what a congregation is. That's where our polity lies as a congregation. That's what our stewardship pays forward to. So we consider as we give to the church stewardship, enabling the church to do the work of the congregation in the community and also planning for a future that we may not even be able to see. And so I'd like you to turn now and share with someone the best give you think you ever gave. <laughs> the best gift you best gift. ever gave. Discuss. <laughs> he sneezed. I said, bless you. No one is talking to him. It's interesting that there's a little less energy about the best gift you ever gave than the best gift you ever received. I'd like to share with you one of my favorite little sayings about uh, giving, about money, about treasure. If of thy worldly goods thou art bereft, and unto thee two loaves alone are left, sell one, and with the dole buy hyacinths to feed the soul. I always think of my charitable giving as these hyacinths. The place that we need to get to in our congregational life the place that the mature Unitarian Universalist will arrive at one day and then grow in is that place in which we sit down and say to ourselves, not, oh, what's a small amount I could give to the church that will not matter, but what is my bounty? And how do I want to bless the world with that through the church that supports my values? Now, Fifteen months ago, Robert was laid off from his job. So we know a little something about those of us who are, you know, scrimping, pulling things back a little bit, not spending quite as much as we used to. And yet early on, I said to Robert, our giving means so much to me. I cannot sacrifice any of our giving. I might be able to go back to beans and rice and cornbread, we are becoming absolute crazy people about turning off lights, power strips, uh, unplugging converters. It's just madness. <laughs> but I cannot give up my giving because it just blesses me so much. 
I get to visit so many Unitarian Universalist congregations, and that basket comes by each time, and each time it is a gift. It is like the Buddhist tradition of the begging bowl, the monk going out every day with the bowl to find the sustenance for the day. And that empty bowl presented to the Buddhist as a blessing, the ability to put something in that bowl and bless someone else. If of thy worldly goods thou art bereft, and unto thee two loaves alone are left, sell one, and with the dole buy hyacinths to feed the soul. So we find ourselves appreciating things, little things, free things, old things. Perhaps you, like us, could go around your house and find things you haven't looked at in years. I like to buy sewing kits and then not do them. (laughs) We have weight benches and we have uh, treadmills. Somewhere we have bicycles. We have camping equipment. We have T-shirts so old that they are older than Jennifer. And we love them. We have the squirrels outside the window, which I could really sit and look at all day. And the birds. We have silence. We have re-watching our favorite movie that we completely forgot about. We have talking to one another. Grilled cheese. That's a fine meal. I hope you too have the ability to appreciate those little things, free things, old things that you find in your life. There is a vast machine that tells you that you're not good enough. You don't smell good enough. Your hair is not good enough. You don't have the right car. You don't have the right phone. Your children are not going to the right schools. They're not eating the right vitamins. That is not true. From our universalist ancestors, we know that you are perfect, perfect, perfect as you are, full of grace. Appreciate yourself also. So, a stewardship campaign is really all about investing in our values. Our shared values, hopefully. And, of course, our congregation that we value. These people sitting next to us. The people who speak to us every Sunday. This place. I, I can't tell you, many's the day, about an hour before services, that the best sermon I will ever hear comes to me through those windows the sun coming through the leaves. That's actually part of what last Sunday's service with the music was all about, was just appreciation. And so we come to you asking you to invest in your values, not to invest in a person, a a building, but really to invest in Unitarian Universalism, the Unitarian Universalist Church of Shreveport, 
liberal religion. A faith that was leaders in the movement to save people from the Holocaust. I heard, think it was last week, I heard it said that, that universalists don't believe in hell. Really what it is that they believe is that nothing we can do, if any of the story is true, then there's nothing we can do that will save us, separate us from the love of what is sacred, God, supreme being, whatever, love, whatever. Nothing can separate us from that. And that's part of what this church is all about. Nothing can separate you from the love of this church. If you leave and go someplace else, we'll love you all the same. We'll bless you. We'll hope that you come back someday. Maybe you'll get to move back for a job, whatever. So some people will be calling you if they haven't begun to already. Our stewardship volunteers. Um, I see Sam Adams. Sam, if you'll wave. Virginia Virial. Amanda Lawrence. John Allen, I see back there. Yep, Susan Bettinger, I know, is here somewhere. There she is. Ron Thurston. Uh, Ron Thurston. These are our volunteers who have uh, gracefully conceded to do this work of the church. We hope that you will accept their calls graciously, invite them into your home, maybe go out for some coffee or lunch with them, uh, and take some time to sit down and talk about your life in the congregation, what your dreams are, your hopes, what you'd love to see us do. And then consider how it is that you will show stewardship to see that those things are done. Because that's really what it's all about, being stewards. We're very good at talking about being stewards of the earth, stewards of the trees, stewards of the animals, stewards of uh, those uh, less well-off than ourselves. But we're very often not very good about be, talking about being stewards of our own faith. And so speak to these people. Share with them. Be a steward. There will be a little chart uh, in the packet that you will receive. Guidelines on how much to give. And they're just guidelines. It's called an every person giving guideline. Uh, and it's just a, a way to sort of Pick a spot that you're at right now. Uh, Susan and I happen to choose to give at what is called a stewardship level. That's what we do. We always have. We move to a town. We immediately start sending checks to the local congregation. I do the same thing with public radio, by the way. Uh, I immediately find my public radio station and start giving to them because it's important to me. Okay? If we each do our part... Together, we can give back to a future even more generously than we've received, and we can encourage the generations, which include our children, that follow us to do likewise. We, through our actions, can teach stewardship to the next generation. Amen. Will you please turn in your hymnals to hymn number 128? I would tell you that Ron Thurston has a big stack of envelopes with your names on them out there in the uh, foyer, so please pick it up so you'll have your materials to look at before your steward calls you. And would you please rise in body or spirit and remain standing for the benediction. Mm -hmm. 
is our life. We sing our thanks and praise for all life is a gift which we are called to use to build the common good and make our own days glad. Well, you got to do that. For needs which others serve, for services we give, for work and its rewards, for hours of rest and love, we come with praise and thanks. For all that is our life. For sorrow we must bear, for failures, pain, and loss, for each new thing we learn, for fearful hours that pass, we come with praise and thanks. For all that is our life, For all that is our lives, we sing our thanks and praise. For all life is a gift, which we are bound to use to wield the common good and make our own days glad. Thank you. The benediction is from my colleague, Barbara Peskin. May the glory of the passing away of autumn lie about us, fresh gold for a time. And when the dark comes and the cold, may we remember how today we stand in glory, how we walk in bounty heaped upon earth's dark carpet, how we move knee-deep in abundance. Flung against night's winter curtain, we are thankful for its coming and for its passing. Let it be. Go in peace.